Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So in our fantasy league group chat, a little bit of ragging on the Mets fans uh, because of the DeGrom to the Rangers news. Ah, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, come on. My comment was was absolutely perfect. I mean, <laughs> it was just the surprise that he passed a physical. I, I mean, I think somebody had to take this chance. Mm-hmm. I don't think this ends well for the Rangers. You know, you were... You were saying a couple of weeks ago, like, someone's got to do the Padres thing. They got Someone's got to do the Padres thing mm-hmm. where they just start amassing players and spending money, and then they start starting the ball rolling, and then just keeps on going downhill. Mm-hmm. Rangers well, are a good team. We hadn't—how did we not identify that it was already the Rangers were doing that? They're already, they've already That's been doing that. That's actually a good point. How did, we, how did we miss it? They're they're actually an ideal. That's a great question. They're actually an ideal team to do this too. I mean, they play in one of those markets that you forget is actually huge. <laughs> huge, yeah. Get one percent of everybody to come to buy a Rangers jersey, and holy shit, you have you're swimming in money. You put this other piece of news in here. Um, I, I just as big news. Strong list as a second place. Mariners land Golden Long. Okay. Um, does this mean more as a block for further moves is your question. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I put it in there because I saw that news and I was like, who really cares? But then I was like, well, we've already discussed the Mariners and yep. like, well, and the Mariners might be an option. Well, this, that's I'm pretty sure that, that that's closing a lot of doors. It's interesting because it, it's an interesting time to make a Colton Wong signing. Like to me, it's kind of like, and they signed Colton Wong. Okay, they're wrapping up their they're wrapping up their their free agent offseason. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> Well, they're wrapping it up pretty early. Like it's fine. I mean, you can sign Colton Wong now, but that's probably going to be your one move. So it's like what are the Mariners doing? Like <laughs> you're not going to sign DeGrom after you sign Wong. That's just crazy. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> like that's that's just sorry, not Wong. Happen. We've already got the uh we've already got the first press conference scheduled for Wong. You'll have you'll have to get number 2 here. <laughs> World Cup, uh, sad to see the U.S. go, but before we talk again, England versus France. That's a pretty, mm. f- that's a pretty fun one. It's a pretty fun one. Yeah, so how, how are you liking the World Cup? I'm enjoying it, actually, quite a bit. Uh, how are you liking it in the middle of your work day? Less. It, there, you definitely want to be in the time zone or maybe a couple behind the time zone of the World Cup. Just a couple though. Can't be too many. Like yeah, it's uh, you know two o'clock is a hard time to. I know. For the prime time game, like why why is this happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun waking up and being like, oh, there's a soccer game going yep. in the group stages, but it... no, but that's but that's the same attitude that you have about about early round March Madness. You're like, oh, this is pretty exciting. Like, 
There's six games back to back to back today. And there's already a, we're already in the fourth fourth quarter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, fourth it's, quarter. It's, second late second half. <laughs> same energy. Same energy. Morocco. Okay, today, mothballing the season. Thinking ahead a little bit. Thinking a little bit about stuff that we maybe could have done better while we wrapped the season. Specifically, what kind of data we really wanted to get for the season. Some of which we've been successful on. Some of which we need to do a little bit better, and we'll put some some tags in for uh, for next year. So, take it away. Yeah, sure. We had been we had been batting around what to talk about this week, and I was like, oh, well, let's let's make sure that we have all the TGFBI data that we want to yeah. have. And well, oops. So, TGFBI is hosted in uh, it's an NF uh, NFC league, NFBC, whatever whatever we're calling it these days, uh, NFC league, and um, Unfortunately, it seems like they've already archived leagues in some way. So both they archived, and I will say I checked CBS, which is where our home league is, and also archived. Archived. Wow. Archiving really early. Because you don't get... It just feels so like... in, in, in this particular case, what archiving means in the CBS is that you know we play in a weekly league. <laughs> weeks are erased. Week is over. Yeah, like no, week no data, weeks. You get so what the, the problem is now is that you have no disaggregate data, <laughs> right? So we have all the aggregate data, and what's fun in NFC is that as I as I perused it, you are able to find historical league information. So there is mm-hmm. like the overall standings mm-hmm. historically, and we can go back to 2019 if we want to, um, which is fun. And we can look at leagues, we can look at ADP, but it's aggregate full year. Yeah, it's I. <sighs> And aggregate data, unfortunately, is just not as valuable in TGFBI because you no because what do it you, is a week to week conundrum. Yeah, because what do you what do you want from the data? You want to we want to be able to know what you were managing effectively, what you right. were not managing effectively. And so the thing that I was disappointed about with our home league is that all of the transaction logs have been erased. So I can't I can no longer go back and say. What did I not do well during the season as a manager? How do I train myself a little bit better? Yeah, let me look at all those times that I spent ten bucks on a reliever who, you know, never got a save. Right, and those are the things that we need to be able to do to actively improve from year to year. Because, I, I mean, it's disappointing because, like, I look at um, draft stuff is fine, and yeah, the draft information has all been erased, also, which is which is disappointing. But I think the thing that I was really hoping to mothball this year was like, what did I do in season that I liked? What did I do in season that I didn't like? Right, because you had a good late season surge. I did. And the question is, because what we should really be able to figure out is like, if you had started that approach earlier, could that have had a earlier effect? Could that have had a bigger effect? Could that could, could that have been like compound compounding interest if you had started your your uh just what would you call your your approach just shoveling shit yeah i would say (laughs) just yeah well i think right so i mean i the whole season i committed to turning over guys all the time right Mm -hmm. like that was that was the overarching strategy and only sort of as we approached the end of the season did i really aggressively try to juice oranges i stopped looking for guys that were going to be impactful on a longer horizon and started grabbing as much instantaneous result as i could 
And I don't know if you, I could have done that earlier. What What are you going to say that I did? I was going to say, Michael, you are the consummate Minnesotan. Instead of it being like, you know, let's find a nice vein of iron. You're like, that taconite looks like, pff, that's fine. Just, just get enough of the taconite. Just keep it moving. Keep it moving down the conveyor belt. Just keep it moving. And we're going to get an, we're gonna get enough iron. Or no, it's going to be fine. Right? Instead of it being like, "Ooh, let's tinker over here." Okay, let's let's, tinker over here. let's, let's call let's it. Sure let's, we can... let's call it the the taconite versus the you know pure vein. <laughs> uh, it, pure vein pure strategy. Of, I, I don't really know about. I, I mean, I know about taconite mining now that I've tried to sell people <laughs> energy. Taconite like, mining, yeah, is, all the energy. Taconite mining, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, no, no, no. It was. I I agree with that. And getting back to the data thing. I would love to know if that's a workable strategy going forward because I know that's what I did this year and I know it paid off at the end of the season. But is that just because I was running up the clock in garbage time, which is kind of how I feel? Well, I think the the difficulty there is because you were you became unfettered when it was like I I don't need to worry about Tatis and Story. Yeah. yeah. Get them out of here and let me have those roster spots to play with. It's one of the things that I was really, I was hampered with a lot. Was mm-hmm. just like I have always have four guys on the bench all year. It was like there was like three or four guys that were like on the bench that were too good to drop, but not good enough to really to to take a roster spot. Yeah, and that's also the type of stuff that I would like. Like thinking ahead, so I'm actually going to spin this conversation in a positive light in the sense that I'm going to think about what I want to do, what data I know I need for next year. And basically when I make these transactions or don't make a transaction, I would like to record that I made a choice. Like I I looked at my bench and I thought, this isn't the week to let story go. Because I did, I did actually hang on to story for two extra weeks, <laughs> longer than I should have. Yeah. Because I yeah, did yeah. think like, this is the week to get rid of story. Like, I'll hold on for another week. And I did, I remember doing that twice. And then finally being like, I, I need this spot. And then suddenly dividends started to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts, starts coming in. So my, my thought here is, one, that we need to get, if we get the, the agent-based model working again we can try mm. to could we can try to combine that with the ownership data which mm. github just tirelessly scraped down for oh us yeah until so it's now working right now and i'm getting an email every day from the good people at github workflows and the reason as i i went through and it was like well why is why am i getting this it's like well of course because Fantasy Pros is like if you go to the page with like rest of season stats. Yeah. None. There's there's no None. one has anything yeah. left. <laughs> no one can pull anything left. And they must have that as like sort of a dead page until game one. I don't know. So I'll have to but there's nowhere that I can find there's no ownership data to grab right now. Right. So I just I'm just wondering whether I, I need to let, let the good people get help continue to be who hey, hey. <laughs> it does script doesn't work it worked it worked for more it worked for more days than i thought it would to be fair at the end of the season but through the end of the season that just shows you i mean the main takeaway if if people take away nothing else from this conversation it's just that if you want data you have to grab it right before the end of the season because well holy cow everyone's apparently on 2023 (laughs) 
No, we're not even on 20. It's part of the difficulty. We're not in 2023. We're just, we're in limbo. We're in limbo mode. Well, I will say, if you go to the CBS splash page, they are advertising the 2023 league instead of of doing this. Okay, so that that's negative stuff. Um, let's I'm in. A, I'm, I'm undefeated in 2023. I'm good. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what um, what type of data we actually still do have access to. And I put down my list here, which is that um, I'm going to automate scraping down the team lineup orders. So I'm going to turn mm-hmm. this into a GitHub action, which was it was enormously successful for you. And I need the same type of thing where every game, every night, it scrapes down the game logs from the previous day and assembles the team lineup orders because this is something that the way that i have the script set up right now it's very expensive to run so i only ran it every month or something during the season oh and that was not useful it's 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 expensive because i have to remember i had to remember to go and hit the button and i was always yeah. annoyed because oh, i had to wait for a while like i like oh this is gonna take 10 minutes to run like but I only have five minutes before I need to shut my computer or something, you know, like, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like, you think about it, and it was like, okay, well, I did it at 10 o'clock last night, and now it's 6 o'clock in the morning, won't be any different. And then the next time you think about it is 10 o'clock the next day. Right. It's like, ah, I, so instead of having two, you have two of the same day, and then you're missing it. Totally agree. Well, let's work on, let's, let's get that script cleaned up can you get it going to stat scraping yes again it's in the stat scraping it's in there oh okay so i think is it actionable it's no 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 it's definitely actionable so i think the other thing that i was thinking is that you know okay so we started with the negative all the data is gone but we should switch to the positive you built a great action this year we should think about everything else that we want to turn into actions what else can what else can we do what else can we do well do we have any um stat cast is that is that scra- scraping StatCast? Yeah, that's StatCast. That stat scraping. So is there anything else that we can grab from StatCast to like... Grab anything we want. So it's really... Yeah, just, I, I know. It's too mean, much. It's like it's like fantasy. Oh, there's so much that we can write in fantasy. I'm going to send you an email every... Again. I'll send you an email with the lowest pitch thrown every day. Lowest pitch speed thrown every day. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's like no, the type of you. thing, right? Or no, like, no, no. I mean, so there's, in a sense, there's, in a sense, there's too much data on that aspect. And while we're still, and so these are, these are probably off season things that we can work on because all of those things are still accessible. We can still, yeah, we can still grab that. We can write the date range queries, right? And pretend that we're right. But we can, the only thing we can. Can we figure out one thing that, you know, you're juicing the orange thing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And the hot streaks that every that the statisticians say don't exist. Okay, could we find them? Could the find the? Could we? Could we write? A, I'd rather have every like every Wednesday morning have have an email that says to me, "These five guys are on hot streaks. Yep. These guys are on runs hot streaks. These are on home run hot streaks over the last week." Yeah, we can do that. Let's do it. Here's the, the here's their opponent. Can we also grab the opponents? Yes, for the next few it's days? in it's set up in Statcast already. Maybe it's a Sunday morning. That would be the reminder that I need to get into go and because I think I will say that the thing that I really liked TGFBI this year was forcing myself to to rotate my team every single week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. every single yeah. week I need to, put, to. I gotta put guys in. Just have to do it, and then it forces me to. 
be in the habit of like evaluating like, well, I really got to get somebody this week because that was part of my goal. And that turned out to be enormously helpful. So I know, I know I'm going to do that next year. I wish I had the TGFBI data to do it a little bit better <laughs> now, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, maybe we need to, te- maybe we need to make a theory and test the theory. Uh, what would you like? To, what do you mean? What would you like to do there? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to both come up with like a theory before the, the season in uh, next spring. In well, I, I, I do like the, um, I do like the March taconite uh, shoveling technique. <laughs> patented that'll be the name of the script as many as good many as we can i think that about brings us to the review session shane mcclanahan shane mcclanahan most favorable comparison uh thus far that i found on on Statcast is 2021 robbie ray 2021 blake snow you can judge for yourself if you think these stats belong wow all right so Shane McClanahan. I would have thought better. I would have too. Shane McClanahan, twenty twenty two. He starts twenty eight games. He pitched one hundred and sixty six point one innings in that. One hundred ninety four strikeouts. Two point five four ERA. Zero point nine three WHIP and twelve wins. All of those numbers are great. I don't understand why the best comparison he got was twenty twenty one Robbie Ray. That's wild. It's wild and surprising. Um, you want to guess what his XERA was? Uh, three point four. Lower. Three point one. Lower. Whoa. Two point eight. Two point seven nine. Two point seven nine. Uh, that is much, much, much lower than I was expecting. And his XFIP is two point six. This is why. I mean, I said this a couple wow. of weeks ago. We did the sort of like, look at the fit. The these extra pitching stats and it was like well shane mcclanahan the underlying metrics say like yeah that the 2.54 kind of legit like compared to alec manoa where we're like yeah. you know we have a board bet that i'm probably gonna lose <laughs> shane mcclanahan is probably gonna keep it under three what was mcclanahan's xera last year 4.6 what's going on there but his xfip was 3.23 oh wow so okay. i think that might have been um so I can't remember what the what? there's there is supposed to be there's a driving factor between those two numbers if the if, if those are off from each other. But go ahead. Well, I, it's just I'm just ready to pivot to the the big question of like what's next for Shane McClanahan? He's 25. This was his second full season that he you know full season that he pitched. He pitched 28 games. Rays seem to be managing him heavily, like with you know with the with the intent that he's kind of a build up to long-term ace whatever whatever that means in the in the Rays organization um he's got amazing stats should we be expecting a regression i mean nothing about his nothing about the numbers that he put up this year says regression other than (laughs) these are really good numbers can he keep these up right well i think the 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 wart is right there he is a tampa bay ray yeah, and it, 166 innings. When looking at what, how many Manoa put up when there were more injury, like the, did you hear any injury concerns, McClanahan all year? Uh, no, but he still went on the IL twice. <laughs> I know. Well, I guess yeah, right. Long term. No, 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 no. I think it, it, it's funny because he so he he went on the IL for lower back tightness 
No, no, he went on for sorry, left shoulder impingement. That was the only one. That doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't sound good, but I think it might have been. I think it might have been a little bit of a break early September. Yeah, but one sixty six innings is, I guess that that's the biggest work. He, he, I know pitchers aren't pitching to two hundred innings, but he's definitely not going to get two hundred innings. This is a, this is a management thing. So, are you saying that you're you're not worried about his injury? You're worried about his usage in a fantasy yeah. perspective. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like uh, uh, um, uh, Patriots running backs with uh, Bill, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bill Belichick is like you never know. I, I mean, I'm looking at this, but I'm still thinking. Okay, I'd still rather have. Okay, so sure. So that means that the 2.54 ERA and the 0.93 WHIP are marginally less valuable because you'd like you'd love those over 200 innings, but really you're getting 20% less than that. Right. Okay, but even even if you regress those, 194 strikeouts, that's valuable no matter what, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot mm-hmm. of strikeouts. Yes. Um, 12 wins was actually pretty high on the on this season, <laughs> which is but yes. sad, but you know, still still pretty high. I, yeah, I, I really can't knock him. It's it's really just like you're going to have to pay out the nose to get him next year. Yeah, that's, you might have, there might be someone in your, le- in your league that, that's seeing him as future keeper, long-term Cy Young. Candidate. Oh, I, I would. It's like, I don't know that that's quite, he is a very, very good pitcher who I don't think is going to have enough that, enough innings to really give you the value that that you want out of him i i would be shocked if there isn't someone in your league who's paying for him as the uh, you know true overall number one ace yeah i mean i i think that i think that you get we should check the agent based models but i would guess that if you get 10 random guys together somebody in that group wants shane mcclanahan number one number one not number one not, overall. Not number, number one overall. Number, one, number pitcher. one pitcher. Like somebody somebody in that group is looking at their pitching list and thinking Shane McClanahan's the guy. Yeah, we're gonna get to see that in um in the fantasy rankings when it comes out and fantasy pros it's gonna be fun. The best best rankings are gonna be absurd for him. To be fair, if you look at this season and think excellent, and you, you look at last season, you look at this season, you think the Rays are ramping him up. They will put him on a full workload next year. Yeah, <laughs> then just, just put that just put that geometric model together 123 innings last year 166 this year well 209 let's do it <laughs> <laughs> done done i'm signed up yeah i mean so if if you were doing that if, if you if you're willing to make that case or you think that the you're purely probabilistic and you're taking the chance you're saying yeah well if he's got a 20 percent chance of doing that i better get him Right, and his downside is that he's Shane McClanahan. <laughs> right, I think, but I mean, it kind of, these are famous last words. All right, this, this is where I want to set the bet box for him. Oh, boy. I think the downside for Shane McClanahan looks like his 2021, which was fine. The, so look at his 2021 stats. Is there one in that list that you think will be worse? I'm saying ERA, I'm saying lower inning, higher ERA, lower innings pitched, um, hot lower strikeouts, higher whip. Like from any of those, do you think that there's? Do you think any of those could conceivably be worse? I'll let you pick. Uh, his, I mean, I think his strikeout rate is going to go down next year. Okay, so 
All right, if you want to do something more conventional, let me throw you 170 Ks. Okay, I think he's going to go over that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, 185 Ks. That's a better number. Yeah, because I think under 190, definitely. Um, sure. I don't... But one, I think that he's going to... I don't know if I, I wouldn't take them over under on 180. Oh, it's fine. 185, give me 186, and we'll sure. call it. And that's a... So let me, let me, I mean, yep, okay, that's locked in now. Let me count your, let me ask your, your rationale. Your rationale, presumably, is that he has a little bit of regression and he still pitches 166 innings or less, right? Yeah, I think that yeah. it, it might increase. It might be like 170, 175, but I, it's not going to be. But he has a commensurate decrease in K per nine. I mean, this is a good K per nine, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, if, yeah. If, if he did pitch 200 innings, that would be an incredible strikeout total. <laughs> Yeah, and it's what's what's sort of fun is that it's like a believable amount. Ten point five K per nine. Yeah. Is that's like that's human good. That's not <laughs> like when Kershaw was crazy. Yeah. Or DeGrom or Tin Limscomb, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, this can't be real for <laughs> longer, right? Where you you're squinting at it and like this just something isn't right. Straight up video. But you game could numbers. see him doing this for ten years. So I think that this is just because of the other guys that we've been watching. But Shane McClanahan, who's ostensibly my size, looks like a small guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> small, small, but he doesn't, he looks pretty sturdy. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm just saying he looks like he's been, you know, he's like a little bit smaller overall. But I think that's really just because we've been seeing Alec Manoa, <laughs> Lance Lynn. I mean, we've been seeing all like six four, six five, six six guys who are in the, who are two thirty. Yeah. You know, and then now you see like a six one two hundred guy, and I'm like, that guy's pretty small. <laughs> like, he's wow. There's so little of him on the yeah. mound. Is that mound bigger? Wait, here is this but i'm yeah I'm, no i i agree i had the i had the same thought and i was like i had the same thought and i was like how tall oh six one geez i know but he's not a small guy but i so that's yeah i i need to reset but i think but that that did just go to show that so many of the interesting pitchers that we've talked about are big guys <laughs> we're getting to the point where it's it's normal for it to be six and not not just like six four but like six six five six six and, and heavy yeah, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just like I saw him on the mound, thought small guy. Looked it's at true. his, looked no, at his you, size and thought not a small guy. Okay. <laughs> no, but but you're absolutely right of like long term, like how long can he go as being a short guy? <laughs> I mean, I would, you know, normally in any other sport, I would say, oh, those big guys are going to flame out, but like Sabathia was around for a long time as a big guy. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Adam Wainwright not not short. No. Randy Johnson, not short. Famously not short. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, sorry Shane McClanahan. I I mean, I take back my initial reaction like small guy. I didn't I didn't mean it. Yeah. You, did, you didn't mean to like poo-poo your your own reaction. You should have been more more vehement. That's what I'm trying to say. He's a small guy. Who are we doing next week? Carlos Rodon. It feels like we've been talking about him every week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. 
feel free to email us with comments and questions or send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, find the Z. All I got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.